High Calling family, this is Pastor Michael, and welcome to our church podcast. I'm so grateful for you tuning in today, and I believe today's message is going to strengthen your faith in Jesus. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. This morning, I want to get through really quickly on this sermon. I believe it will bless you, but the title of my sermon today is The Power of Praise. Can you say it with me? The Power of of praise. One more time. The power of praise. That's right. If you're a child of God and you've been walking with God from one year to 30 years, you cannot live your life like this. You, God desires that we declare his praises. And let me tell you really quickly that praise, you know, one time I talked to an atheist and I don't believe in God because he's so needy that he needs me to praise him. And theology 101 is simply, no, homie, he don't. Your praise don't change how big or small God is. God is huge, regardless of you pray, whether you praise him or not, God is on the throne, homie, all right? He ain't going nowhere, and watch this, he is good. Now, praise is for us. Praise is for us, uh, all right? And we're gonna get into that in the sermon, but, uh, uh, so we're gonna get into that. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 says this in the Amplified, through him, through who? Jesus, through him, therefore let us at all times, say all times, Not just the high times, not just the mountaintop times, not just in the I got a promotion time, not just, you know, I'm doing well times, but especially in the low times. That's when you know you're a believer that I can praise the Lord God Almighty even when things don't look good, even when I get a report, even when I ain't even, when people, just when things are going amok in my life, I can still praise the Lord. And that's how you know it counts even more. Somebody say amen. It says, at all times, offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. And I could preach on this another time, but I love how in the tabernacle in the Old Testament, as you go deeper and deeper into God's presence, in fact, I'm not sure you could go deep into God's presence without ever giving up some praise. You know, when praises go up, blessings come down. Let me say that again. When praises go up, blessings come down in our life. When we start to praise God, things change. The atmosphere changes. The room changes. Our mind changes. Things change in the name of Jesus Christ. Someone say amen. Which is the fruit, the Bible says, of lips that thank, uh, uh, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. I don't, uh, one thing that Corrine and I have done over, you know, a few years, we have two kids, one's four and the other is one, and man, I am in love with my kids. I'm in a season right now where I just think being a daddy is the most important thing in my life. Come on, y'all, I love my children, and every day I almost remind myself they're not going to be this little, so I'm soaking it all up. And one thing that we do is we read to our children almost daily. There are books upon books upon books that we have, children's books at home. And one of the child, a few of the children's books that we've read to our daughter and our son is, uh, one of them is a picture book of animals. And we turn the page and you see a duck and we say, Caleb, what does the duck sound like? And he'll go quack, quack, and he's learning. And we, we turn the page and we see a sheep and go, we go, Caleb, what does the sheep sound like? And he walks around the house right now and goes, bah, bah. You know, what does a lion sound like? Roar. If we turn the page to your life, what do you sound like? If we turn the page to humanity, what does humanity sound like? Now, one of the things I want to share, or the Bible says in Psalm 100 verse 4 in the message, enter with the password. Beep, 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 beep. Sometimes you can't get 
to the other side. You know, how many of you, we don't raise your hand, but some of you live in uh, gated communities. Some of you, before you enter work, you have to hit a passcode. You can't get to the other side without hitting the passcode. Look what this verse says. Enter the password. Thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Thank him and worship him. Perhaps you are not receiving blessing in our, your life because you haven't hit the beep, beep, beep passcode. Thank you, Lord. Come on, someone out there today. You know, one of the things the Bible says in James is this. Your, your, your mouth is one of the most dangerous things in the world. It can start wars. It can, it can start a divorce. It can hurt people. But let me tell you right now, your mouth was not just meant to whine and complain. Your mouths are made to praise and for thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Come on. And by the power, watch, I, I taught this many years, and I think it's so powerful, and I didn't touch on it in my notes. But, you know, the Bible likens your mouth to be a rudder. You know, the rudder, you know, the, like a rudder on a ship, you, what you say will determine where you will go. What you will say will determine where you go in your life. We can't, as a people, as a community of God, as Christians, sound like trash and expect God's blessings to come on our life. Expect God's anointing to come on our life. Come on, somebody. And I can't tell you how many times I preached to a room that was just, I, I was going to say five people. But in COVID, the reality was I preached to a room filled with nobody. And all the time I kept telling myself, God, I know you're in this. God, I know you're in this message. God, someone on the other side is hearing this. God, there is going to be encouragement. God, one day we'll see people come back into the building. And here you are in Jesus' name. Come on. What you say determines where you will go. And I'm not talking about fantasy land. I'm not talking like you're 5'7 like me and I'm going to play for the Los Angeles Lakers. Come on, y'all. All right? All right? I'm, I got stuck on the 5'7 part. But I'm 5'7 and handsome, all right? In Jesus' name. All right? <laughs> all right? Even if I'm a little puffy and chunky, you know what I'm saying? That's all good. I got me the most beautiful songbird of a woman. Amen? What you say will determine where you go. Right now, you're not going in good places because you keep speaking death. You keep speaking curses on your life and your marriage. And I'm not telling you to enter fantasy land, but get you, why don't you start confessing the word and what God says about you and what God says about your life and what God thinks about your marriage in the name of Jesus and see that your life won't be altered. See that your course won't be altered. Make your home talking praise in Jesus' name. I remember a time where I was graduating college and I was, I was married. I was a year married. Kareem was working full-time. I was going to school full-time and working part-time. I was going to school full-time to be ordained, an ordained minister. I, I studied well, but I was working part-time and she was like, when you graduate, homie, you need to provide, all right? And, uh, and I said, of course, you know, that's, of course I'll do that. And, you know, at the time, I don't know if it's like this anymore, but there, how many, how many remember times where you just put resumes in and you apply for jobs? And it's so hard, man. It's depressing. You know, you enter the, 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 um, the interview and you get rejected and your self-esteem gets beat up. And so I remember one day just griping and complaining and saying, look, doors aren't opening. And I will never forget that a time of prayer, God said, Michael, you are murmuring and you're griping and you're complaining. 
Spend one week, I want you to spend one week, the Holy Spirit told me, thanking me. Just thanking me. Make your home talking praise. Thank me for what you want me to do. Thank me ahead of time. Thank me for the little that you do have. And maybe I'll add more to that little. And I remember Monday through Friday, I kept thanking God, Lord, thank you for my home. My little six, let me emphasize, 630 square foot home. All right? So when we had arguments, there was nowhere else to go. Come on, you know what I'm saying? It's like, go to the closet, homie, or the bathroom, all right? What are you going to do? All right, turn on this. You just, you know, thank you for my little home. Thank you for what I do have. I kid you not, by Friday, I got a phone call saying, you're hired. Let me tell you, your, your language matters. Your language matters. And this is a testament in the Bible. There is a people group called the Israelites in Egypt, And God had a land flowing with milk and honey. God had promises for them. They had seen the work of his hand. They had seen that God had dismantled the superpower of Egypt. They walked through a Red Sea. They had seen Pharaoh's son even. God had dealt them a blow. God had done so many amazing things. But as soon as they crossed the other side, they kept murmuring and grumbling and complaining about what God is not doing as opposed to, thanking him for what he has done. Come on, somebody. And because of this, watch this, because of this, it kept them out of every blessing and the promises of God. Let that sink in for a moment. I'm speaking truth to you in the name of Jesus. As a people, as Christians, as Christ's followers, you have an inheritance that is unshakable, you have blessing that is from, not from this world or your company or an inheritance from your fathers and your grandfathers. You have something greater in the heavenlies from Jesus Christ who signed off on it on the cross and walked out of a tomb. Come on, somebody. So as, as a people, watch this. We need to start confessing who we are through the word of God and start getting acquainted with praise. Come on, y'all. You're out there today. And watch this. How do we praise? Pastor's just telling me to praise. But I don't feel like praising. But watch this. It requires a perspective shift in our life. Your, your perspective will be your prison or it will be your passport. Your, pre, your perspective will either keep you behind bars, angry, hurt, and bitter. Or your perspective can help you get off the runaway into new horizons. When I was preaching to a room filled with nobody, maybe to five people in some of those pictures you've seen, it, some, don't get it twisted, homie. Sometimes we, we put an angle where it looked like there was a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? We got, we, hey, get them. Bam, right there, you know. Hey, five of you, you know, we used to joke around that, me and another brother in the church. Get ten of you, just, bam, there's a crowd there. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Hey, things are happening, but it's just five people. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your language determines everything, how you speak. And I don't know about you, but God is too good to be silent. God is too good. You know, the Bible says this. One of my first points is God commands. It commands. God commands us to praise. He commands it. 
not because he's needy and he has low self-esteem like this atheist guy I was talking about, but even as we speak right now, angels in heaven are declaring the praises of the Lord right now. You know why? Because they see him in his majesty. They see him in his glory. You know, you think the sun is bright? Try Jesus. Jesus is bright. He's the one that made the sun, and his glory outshines the sun. His, his glory is better than the galaxies and the cosmos. Come on, somebody. And Jesus' name. He commands it. Look what Psalms 30, chapter 4, through, through verse 4 through 5 says. It says, sing praises to the Lord. You, his faithful people, praise his holy name, for his anger lasts for a moment. But watch this. His favor lasts for a lifetime. Weeping may endure for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Verse 9, what is gained if I'm silent? The psalmist says, what is gained if my life remains mute? If I go down to the pit, watch this. Will the dust praise you, David says? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Watch this, verse 11 through 12. You turn my wailing into dancing. You, I heard one preacher, he says, even if you're deaf, you should still praise the Lord. You know what he did? He went like this, you, and then he started dancing. That's how you could praise the Lord. That's how I dance, like that. Boom, no, I'm just kidding, all right? He, you, could, you could do something to praise the Lord, all right? You turn my wailing into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy that my heart may sing of your praise and not be silent. I don't know about you. That's why when I worship sometimes I just start melting with tears because the glory of God is so good. The presence of God is so great. I have seen the wonderful things that he's done in me and through me and in other people. How can I remain silent? Look what Psalm 150 verse 6 says. It says, let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. So watch this. Why does God command us to? Watch this. Because you were made to. Why does God command us to praise the Lord? Because you were made to. I love what God tells Moses. Who made man's mouth? You remember he says, he says I can't speak for you. I don't speak. I'm not a good speaker. And God says, who do you think made your mouth, homie? All right. You can do it. All right. And here's, you know what? I'm at a place. I've been at a place in my Christian walk. In this adventure of faith, that he don't have to command me no more. He doesn't have to command me. Man, I can tell you stories of the mercy of Christ Almighty on my life. I have done things wrong. I've been a bad person at times, I can tell you, all right? Uh, I, I used to get drunk and used to do things that I shouldn't have done. I've been depressed. I have seen God deliver me out of the darkness and the pit of depression. I have seen what God has done uh, in other people. There are prayers that I've prayed that God Almighty has answered. So look at me. He, look at me. I don't have, he doesn't have to command me no more. I get to praise him for the glory of what he has done in me and through me. Come on, somebody say amen. He doesn't have to command you. You know, I, watch this, I don't deserve the next breath in my lungs. The kids and the beautiful family I have, I don't even deserve it. You know, I should have died on the cross myself. My hands should have been pierced. My feet has, should have been pierced. My side should have been pierced. But I am so thankful for the mercy of the Lord who has saved me. And I'm so thankful, watch this, for he has forgiven my sins. Every one of them, past, present, and future. Wow. I am no longer living in condemnation and shame. I'm living in favor and in the light of Christ Jesus. So, God, you don't have to command me. Lord, I willingly give praise 
and thanks to you. Somebody say amen. Watch this. We need to start our day off with praise. Lord, thank you. If all you ever said, the one prayer you ever said in your whole life is thank you, it would be sufficient. My second point is this. Praise invites his presence into our circumstances. Praise invites his presence into our circumstances. And watch this. God's presence responds to praise. God's presence responds to praise. One guy I was meditating on was was the person of Jonah. Jonah, if you know anything about him, he was a little bit of a rebel. He was commanded to go to Nineveh and preach the the message of salvation and repent or God is going to judge the city, all right? And they repented. He didn't want them to repent because they were the enemy. And so what he did is he rebelled. He went as far away as from God he could go. He went on ship, sailed to try to go to Spain on a cruise. But God got a hold of him and a fish swallowed him. It was his circumstances, his rebellion, rebellion, his disappointment. His anger issues that got landed him into the whale. But look how look what happened in within the whale. Look what happened within the whale. The Bible says in Jonah chapter two verse eight. But I would he had a change of heart. He had a change of mind. He had a change of perspective. But I with shouts of what grateful praise will sacrifice to you what I have vowed. I will make good. The Bible says I will say salvation comes from the Lord and the Lord. Watch this, and the Lord, what? The Lord, command, what? Sometimes you, you're waiting to praise God when it's all good, baby. You're waiting to praise God after you get the promotion. You're waiting to praise God after the healing comes. But if you praise God within the circumstance, then the circumstance might just spit you out like Jonah in Jesus' name. Come on, y'all. Praise and thanksgiving will change your circumstance. It will change the climate of your home. It will change the climate of your workplace. It will change the climate of your mind and in your heart. Somebody say amen. I remember when we first launched our church in 2016, January 31st, 2016, we had a little fencing studio, sword fencing. And um, I will never forget that we had, we just launched, you know, and we spent, you know, four, three, three, four thousand dollars on signage that said, you know, service at 10.30 a.m., Service begins at 10.30 a.m. Well, I kid you not, the landlord, just, you know, not, just after spending that money and printing the signs and the ink was still on the sign, the landlord said, hey, you need to move to 6 p.m. And I said, what? We just launched our church at 10.30 a.m. Let me tell you, church people ain't coming at 6 p.m., all right? They're going to come in the morning. And how, now we're at 11. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right? And uh, <laughs> I like that. Um, and I remember just being in a pity party. Man, Lord, what is going on? We just, you know, this is a trial, this is a test. And I, you know, sometimes you don't understand, and this is why you need to praise, is that God is doing something behind the testing and the trial. God is doing something amidst that trial and that test. And what God was doing for us is he was trying to get us out of this little building and into where we needed to be. And so I kept telling the landlord, you can't do this, you can't do that. And he said, oh, I sure can do this. (laughs) And I started to look for another place. Well, we figured out that God had a better place. At at that time, it was Jefferson Elementary. It had seats already uh, uh, set up. We didn't have to set up the seats. It was a beautiful auditorium. It was a place where the church thrived. It was a place where the church grew. I mean, it was so much favor on us. The community, the people who didn't come to church, 
church even knew about us. They seen our flags. People would hear the message preached across the street at the park. They would come to church. We say, how did you hear about us? We heard you at the park at this birthday. God was doing so many wonderful, great things. And in the midst of that trial I was going through, I would praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord that you have a good plan. Thank you, Lord, that your purposes are good. God, thank you that you're in the middle of the trial with me. God, thank you that you will deliver us out of this situation. God, thank you that the battle belongs to you and it does not belong to me. Your, your, your language will determine where you go. What do you sound like? How do you sound? And let me just share something. For some of us, I'm gonna be honest with you because that's, I'm a truth teller, all right? Some of us, we sound like we complain. We can complain and we can gripe. I just heard a comment the other day on TV of this woman. You might have seen it. An 112-year-old Nazi uh, encampment, you know, Auschwitz survivor. 112. And she said, there is nothing too bad that you cannot see the good in it. I was flabbergasted and, and gobsmacked by such a statement and such a comment. It's probably why she's 112. She saw the good. There's something good in that situation, she was saying. I think for us, we need to pivot and turn our minds away from the bad. And watch this. When you start complaining and when we start murmuring and griping, watch this. You're inviting, you're inviting demons. You inviting the enemy, say, hey, come on over here. Come mess around with me. And watch this. You know what the demons do? Discord, division, divorce, terror, harassment. And I'm here to tell you in the name of Jesus, that is not your inheritance. That is not your destiny. That is not your portion. You are to be set free in the name of Jesus Christ. All right? I'll never forget my father, who I always weep about. I love my dad, and I, I miss him. And I know right now he's praising the Lord in eternal glory. But I remember in 2008 and 9, he was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, given a death sentence, only six months to live. As stubborn as my dad was, <laughs> he, he lived longer than six months. But I will never forget this picture in my mind, and I'm so proud of him for this. And it leaves me a picture that I should leave my kids and my family, is that at stage 4 cancer, he dropped, his weight dropped to 110 pounds. But I remember picking up for church. He never missed church for two years. And, and I remember my beautiful wife was singing at the church. And I remember my, my dad would, you know, we'd go sit in the seats. And at 110 pounds, you know, and, and on the outside, outset, he's dying. He would just clap it. I remember he had this weird motion. He would do it like this. Kind of like, I'm like, whoa, that's an interesting motion. But he did it like this. And he would clap and he would praise the Lord. He praised the Lord within the circumstance. And, you know, you think, that, that's how, how could you do that? How could you find the strength? And watch this. He needed that praise time because that praise was a portal to another dimension for him. It took him out of what he was going through. It set his focus. And by the, by the way, what, you, what your mindset will be on what you magnify. Whatever you magnify, you will maximize in your life. So it's time to stop maximizing and magnifying the problem and the issue and what's going on. And start magnifying the Lord because he's greater than your issue. He is holy and he is worthy. And that's exactly what my dad did. He would magnify the Lord despite having stage 4 cancer. And he went out praising the Lord. Come on, somebody say amen. That is what we should do as well. My last point is this. Praise silences the enemy. Praise silences the enemy. 
You do have an adversary. And don't you ever forget the serpent of old, your adversary, when he speaks, he has the tongue shaped in the form of a fork. And everything he does lies. He is the father and the creator of all lies. And when he starts telling you you're nobody, you're you're worth nothing, you won't amount to anything, God doesn't like you, God is, you know, he's condemning you, he's shaming you. Don't you believe it for a second. He is the father of lies. But when you start to praise and magnify God, it silences and it shuts up the enemy in Jesus' name. It doesn't allow him to do any more activity when we start praising. So that's a word for someone this morning. You have been harassed. You have been terrorized. You have been bothered by the voice of the enemy. And don't get it twisted. These are spirits. The spirit of anxiety. The spirit of despair. The, the, the spirit of discouragement. Don't you, don't you, God wants you to not believe the things, that, or excuse me, the devil doesn't want you to believe the things that God has for your life. You know, when I was young, I was severely, verbally, and mentally abused. Severely mentally abused. I was constantly, almost every morning, told I wasn't going to amount to anything. I did nothing wrong. I was constantly told that I, you know, I'm going to be just like this person who was a drug addict and filled with shame. I was constantly told just bad things. And there's a point where you just start to believe it. And then you start to get in trouble because you believe it. But let me tell you, when I started to open up my Bible in the book of John, the very first book I ever read, I started to think, wow, God loved me so much that he gave his life for me. God thinks different of me that I'm the apple of his eye, that I'm the head and I'm not the tail, that I'm worth a value. Someone would die for me. And I would start talking back to those demons. No, I have value. I'm a child of the living God. I am a somebody in Jesus' name. And let me tell you, it silenced the enemy. How, you're, how you talk will determine where you will go in life. Maybe that's the theme of this message. And maybe that's why I'm standing here before you today because of how I spoke to myself. How do you talk to yourself? How do you talk to yourself? Do you beat yourself up? Do you castigate yourself? Do you constantly belittle yourself? Do not match the voice of the enemy. He is a liar. But God, has, God watch this. If the enemy is a liar, God is the king of all truth. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I, well, let me say this. Look what Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 through 15 says. How many of you like this word? Come on, somebody give the Lord praise. Isn't it good? I, I feel like I'm preaching myself. Look what it says. And when your flesh, look at the enemy has been defeated. He has been defeated, and you have been re- rendered victorious because your king died on a cross for you. Look what Colossians says 2, 13 through 15 in the voice. And when your flesh was still uncircumcised, dead in transgression and swathed in its sinful nature. Look it. It was God who brought us to life with him. Forgave us all our sins and eliminated the massive debt we incurred by the law that stood up against us. He took it all away and nailed it to the cross. But that's not all. Say that's not all. Watch this. He disarmed those who once ruled over us, those who had overpowered us like captives of war. He put them on display to the world to show his victory over them by means of how the cross. All right. So the cross symbolizes victory. Now, I don't know about you. How many play sports in your life? Maybe dance. I guess you can consider dance a sport. I don't know. Bowling, I guess, you know, uh, whatever, you know, lacrosse. I don't consider that a sport. You know, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Can I, can I just, 
That's a white people sport. For sure it is. No, I'm just kidding. I, just, I part white. I, I can say that. I part Irish. I can say. Nowadays, man, you can't say nothing. Anyway, you're going to offend. I talked about an apple one day. One day someone said, don't ever talk about an apple that way. Wow. All right. Holy smokes. All right. Whatever. Don't ever talk about apple seeds like that. How many of you, when you played sports, you just won a championship before? You won a championship you know, maybe, whoa, not many of you. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Maybe one or two of you. You won a champion. And when you win the, ch- I played baseball for years. And when you win the championship, man, it is so sweet. Man, it is so awesome. Man, you and your teammates are just overjoyed. And it's just euphoria. And, you, and you know, I think of the song, we are the champions, my friend. We would play that music. How many play that music when you won the championship? We are the champions, my friend. Thank you for the one clap. And we're going to fight to the end. All right, no time for losers. Because we are, what a great song, are the champions of the world, right? Right? When you, when you sing praise, guess what you're telling the enemy? We are the champions. We are the victorious. You know, we are the ones who have won this battle. But when you don't praise, you are nullifying the victory that God has won for your life. And the precious blood that came down from his side and his body. We are the champions. We are the champions. Say it. So we are the champions. Come on, y'all. Say it like you. Say, we are the champions. We have the victory. Say, we have the victory. We have the victory. We have it. The devil has been defeated, all right? And when you talk to him, you got to look under your shoe because he's down there, all right? He has been rendered defeated. You know one of the things that makes me praise the Lord? It's just, this is fictional. It's in a book. I think it's called The Valiant. It's about an angel who loves Jesus. And do you know that Jesus says, um, <clears throat> worship team, I'm going to have you come on up here. Do you know that Jesus said, no one takes my life. No one takes my life. What does he say? I lay it down. I lay my life down. Right? No one's just snuffing me. I, I'm, this is why I'm here. I'm here to lay it down. And at one point he says, he said, don't you know that I can call leagues of angels? Don't you know I can? Don't you know angels are at the ready? Don't you know? Just you see on the, the, the physical realm, you see, the, you see, you know, Pontius Pilate, you see the fair, you, but don't you, don't get it twisted. There are angels right now, and in the book, it describes this one angel when Jesus is dying on the cross, bleeding at his side, bleeding at his hand, bleeding at his feet, and this angel is filled with awe and wonder because, right, he's, he's positioned, the angel's positioned, Jesus, you just say the word, I got my sword ready to take down these people, I got my, I got my sword right out of his sheath. You know, there's this dramatic, like, wow, Jesus is doing something. He said, we're not winning the war like that. We're not winning the war like the world does. I lay my life down. But the angel's ready to, do you say the word, Jesus? And if he said the word, that meant that he wouldn't die for our sins. I want to let you know that when you praise the Lord, don't get it twisted. There are angels ready to pull out their sword and go to war for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, y'all. The Bible says this. That the, that the righteous shall live by faith, not by sight. So when you, what you see on the surface, the brokenness, the pain, the tragedy, the addiction, there's another dimension called faith. Come on, somebody. Where God is moving and stirring, where angels are defeating uh, uh, Satan and his minions. Do you guys remember the story of David? Man, this little boy, 13 years old. 13, most people don't know this part of the story. You know, Goliath. 
was in the valley for 40 days and 40 nights, taunting the nation of Israel, taunting them. He was, he was berating and castigating them for 40 days. It wasn't just David showed up all of a sudden. No, it was for 40 days. You're a bunch of nobodies. You're going to do nothing. You're just going to be defeated. Who are you? All right, Yahweh's army, so to speak. Who do you, th you know, who, you're just, you're nobody. And all of a sudden, this 13-year-old boy, he, he came to, he wasn't even in the battle, he wasn't even in the army. He came to bring some lunch to his brothers. His brothers were scared of Goliath. King Saul was scared of Goliath. Everybody was scared of Goliath. Until one day, a young boy stood up. See, that's what bullies do. Bullies will start, continue to bully you until you one day put your foot down and start standing up. It took a 13-year-old boy, stood up to him and said, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You uncircumcised Philistine. Today, I def you come at me with spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty. Today, you will be defeated. Today, I will cut off your head. He was speaking truth. He was speaking truth. I think, I think that's some of us in our circumstances. We look at a situation and we just pronounce it dead. We just fold up our arms and say, what can God do? Let me tell you, God could do anything. The Bible says everything is possible for them that believe. Come on, are we going to be a church that believes, pronounces life over death, pronounces victory over, over uh, the enemy? Come on, y'all. We're here not just to be, uh, make a difference in this, this pocket, this church here in our lives, but in this region. Somebody say amen. And I, that makes me so passionate. Why? Because it's the truth. It's the truth. We cannot be a church that just says, uh, that doesn't sing that we are, we, we are champions. We are the champions. We have the ultimate victory. You know, when I think about creation and the splendor of God and the majesty of God, God has created beautiful things. He's created my little kids who I think are so beautiful, except when they cry, it's a lot, you know. God has created many beautiful things that sound so awesome. I think about the roar of the waves and the roars of the waterfalls, the sound of brushing, the wind brushing through the sycamore trees, the sounds of birds chirping. And despite all of that, and as amazing as it sounds, I think one of the most pleasant things that God loves to hear is his children saying praise. His children saying thank you. You know, I want to invite you this morning. We're going to end with a song, but I, but, but, uh, um, I want to invite you to worship because you are victorious. In the, watch this. You know how victorious you are? The Bible says this. What can the devil even bring against you? What, what could he even bring? You know, he can't bring anything against you. Why? Because you're covered by the blood. You're completely protect. What accuse? He's the, he's the accuser of the brethren. But the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, what, who can stand against you when God is for you? What accusation is he going to bring when God says, I got him. I got him. Let me tell you, there's nothing you've ever done in your life that God says, I got you. I got you. you hear, don't listen to the voice of condemnation and shame. God loves you. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. God loves you. He has pronounced life over you, victory over you in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, as we end our time, I just want to pivot for a moment because I know those tacos are cooking right now and that garden and that cheese is melting. <laughs> but some of us are here this morning, there's two, two types of people. Some of us are here this morning and we are Christians, but we've forgotten the victory. We, we are being defeated by Goliath's taunting. And I want to pray for you because you are victorious. And I want you to understand that to have a perspective shift because when you have a perspective shift, then you begin to praise and realize, man, I am blessed. 
man, I don't deserve another day, but God is so merciful, he gives it to me anyway. God, I don't even deserve these blessings, but God has given, man, I should have died. Man, I was sick, I should have died, but God and his mercy spared me. Come on, y'all. Watch this. You have victory. And the other group of people I'm going to transition is this. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you've heard about him. Maybe your auntie was a pastor, your uncle was a pastor, whatever it might be. Maybe, you know, you've heard of Jesus because of paintings and jewelry and all those kinds. But do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? What I mean by that is do you have a personal connection and relationship with God? If anything were to happen to you today, would you go to heaven? Would you spend uh, life eternal with him? I often say that hell is too hot, life is too short, eternity is too long to not take Jesus seriously. And man, we are living in some last days. Come on, y'all. Take God seriously. And watch this. Some of you are restless. Some of us, we can't get rest at night. Some of us are always panicked, always defeated. But watch this. When you meet Jesus, you will find your rest. You will start to see panic leave you. You will start to see your life dramatically change. Your life will never make sense without God. Your purpose is to glorify God, to glorify him with praises and to talk blessing, to talk praise. And let me tell you, he loves you. That's why that angel didn't fight. Can you imagine that angel? I want to fight for my king. That's my king. That's my king. Look what you're doing to my king. But look how much he loves his children. Put his sword back down. He loves you, and he wants you to live this beautiful life called salvation and forgiveness. Would you pray and bow your heads with me for a moment? I just want to speak to a few people. I want you to be brave. I don't want you to be afraid. And in this place and in this atmosphere, we are going to be so proud of you for making a choice to choose Jesus. You know, Jesus will never come into your heart without you, your choice. Jesus is a gentleman. Isn't that great? He won't force his way in. He won't kick his, your, the door of your heart down. He's simply going to knock on the door of your heart. And I believe that's what the Holy Spirit is doing right now. He said, just let me in, son. Just let me in, daughter. What you, I'm the answer to everything that you need. I'm not going to barge my way in, but if you will welcome me in, I will welcome, I'll, I'll come in and dine with you and sup with you, the Bible says, and I will live in your life, in your heart, and life will never be the same. I'm, I'm not going to put a mic in your face. I'm not going to ask for your phone number, all right? And in this place, I have people praying for you. We prayed already for you. And uh, the Bible says that angels rejoice when one person comes home to Christ. So if that's you, on the count of three, unashamedly and courageously, I want you to raise your hand. Here we go. On the count of three, I know I need Christ in Jesus' name. Here we go. One, two, amen. I see hands going up. Awesome. One, two, three, four, five. So good. Six, amen. All right, I'm going to have you put your hands down. I'm going to do something brand new right now that we've not done before, but it's symbolic. For those of you that raise your hand, I'm going to ask you to do one more thing, all right? One more thing. It's symbolic. I want you to stand to your feet and watch this. The Bible says, if you stand uh, for me before man, this is what Jesus says, I will stand for you before my Father who is in heaven. And in this place, when you make a stand for Jesus, we are going to cheer you on. We're going to support you. And we're going to say, hey, brother, hey, sister, welcome to the family of faith. So here we go. On the count of three, those, I want you to have courage. And here is, uh, I want all of us to do this, actually. Well, first, I'm going to have the first 
people who raise their hands, stand up. Second, we're all going to stand with them as symbolism that you are my brother and my sister in Christ. Can we do that? Here we go. If you raise your hand, just stand on up to your feet right now with courage. Amen. Amen. I see you. Amen. Amen. I see you. Just stand on up. Let's all stand up with them in Jesus. Let's all stand up with them as symbol. Hey, we praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this house. We thank you for people making a stand for you. There's no greater stand that we can make than a stand for Jesus in this life. We stand for truth. We stand for your gospel. We stand for your word. We stand for your life. And we say, God, that because you've given your life for us, we lovingly and willingly give our lives to follow after you. Would you pray this prayer? Say, dear God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. I believe I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. Lord, come into my heart. Come into my life. I give you the keys of my life. I'm no longer in control. I trust you and walk with you for all my days. I confess with my mouth, believe with my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. Come on, give the Lord a, Lord a mighty clap. So powerful. Proud of you guys. Proud of you guys. <clears throat> Welcome to the family of faith. We're not perfect, but we need each other. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's message. Our mission as a church is choosing Jesus, chasing freedom, discovering our gifts, and serving Jesus. I have a question for you. What is your next step with Christ? Take your next step today by visiting thecallingla.com. If today's message touched you, we'd love to partner with you in sharing the hope and the message of Christ. So visit thecallingla.com give.